Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello, I'm Joanna Rohrbeck of Prancercise LLC, and I'm here today to show you the four modes of Prancercise. I've got my ankle weights in place, and my music's ready. So let's stop talking and do some walking. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V.I.G. Ah. David Michelle Rodriguez, Sofia Vergara, Amber Heard, Lady Gaga, Antonio Banderas, Cuba Gooding Jr., Jessica Alba, con Demian Bichir y Mel Gibson como el boss, y presentando a Carlos Esteve. One team, one dream. Got a message for all you kids out there. I know everyone says, oh, you can do whatever you want if you put your mind to it. <laughs> It's all one big lie. Crushing disappointment. So give up on your dream and now let me tell you something this ass is closed for business this ass is in clench down our feature presentation same i guess mm-hmm. morning everybody brand new kevin and bean show it's monday morning the 4th of june kids what's happening how was everybody's weekend it was good yeah yeah good times not long good. enough as usual Yeah, I, I, what I tell you, I came up with a brilliant idea last week. I'm down with that. Th those three-day weekends are the way to go. Agreed. I mean... Allie took it literally, too, and that's weird. <laughs> She did, I know. <laughs> what are we doing, people? We know that three-day weekends exist. Why are we doing two-day weekends? I just feel like once that had been uncovered, once people realized it was better, that everybody should go, you know what, let's start doing it that way. But you don't think that people had discovered that before? I felt like it was week? my new idea. I see. I felt like I was the first one to real to put two and two together and realize that would be better all the time. Right. I, but as usual, I've got the solutions and no one's coming to me. Right. That is no the one's problem. listening to me. So I'm how, very disappointed. How was your weekend? And my lack of uh, my my lack of influence. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I alternate between peace and and panic these days. To oh. tell you the truth, which is uh, it's very weird at this late stage in my life to feel like in many ways I am living outside of my own body where I'm actually watching myself go through crazy things that I've never gone through before. Yeah, that must be scary. It, re it really... It, I'm not down with that. I don't like it either. It's so, <laughs> it's so bizarre. So three-day weekends and I'm not down with what you just said. Yes, exactly. Nobody needs that. Right. But, uh, you know, I'm taking it to day by day, sometimes uh, hour by hour, uh, chugging along. I'm basically a, a very happy and a positive person. That's one thing you know about me, Kevin, is no right. more positive than I am. No one's able to see the bright side more than I do. Right. I mean, that's always been true. <laughs> so that's, that's where I'm at. I think it's going to work out. I will tell you what doesn't make me feel any better as a person, as a human, as an American, is this, uh, this Ben LeCompte. You've been following his story, Ben LeCompte. Do you know I, that name? I don't know that name. 
I can't believe this isn't a bigger story. In fact, if you Google his name, Ben LeCompte, you'll find very few articles even talking about what he is preparing to do starting this week. He's swimming across the Pacific Ocean. Is that possible? He is getting in the water in Tokyo and getting out of the water in San Francisco. Well, that's not strictly true. He's swimming the entire distance by himself in the water eight hours a day, but he does have a boat going along with him. He's got a team. You know, they've got medical personnel. They're monitoring his, you know, his what's going on with his body. So at, after eight hours, they pull him onto the boat, and he eats, and he sleeps and everything. So he's not technically in the water the whole time. Right. So why impressed is by he, that, right? right? Why is he doing that? <laughs> 5,500 miles across the Pacific. He's doing it because he feels like he needs to call attention to the fact that the ocean is in peril right now. And I do think this is one of those issues that people are becoming more and more aware of. You are seeing places, even in California, where they no longer are giving you straws, plastic straws. True. For instance. That's one of the ways you've heard about it. Because that stuff just goes through filters and ends up in the ocean. We've all heard about that giant... Uh, garbage dump that's out there in the middle of the ocean. What is it? It's like 60,000 square miles or something like that. It's a island of plastic. Yeah, it's bigger than a lot of islands on Earth that's just garbage. And people are like, look, you know, the ocean, we uh, underestimate how important the ocean is because a lot of us don't see it. We live on, on the land and we don't think about it, but it's all connected. The Earth is all connected. So he's trying to raise awareness for that. So he is going to swim, again, from Tokyo to San Francisco. He's going to be accompanied by a sailing yacht complete with a crew of six who are going to be documenting his journey. Documenting his journey. It'll take about six months, by the way. Wow. So every day he gets them and goes, getting back in the water and swimming another eight hours. Dude, I, I don't know. Seriously, at some point you go, all right, we've been at sea for four days. No one can see us. <laughs> get, some footage stay on the me, boat. get some footage of me swimming. <laughs> Let's just loop it and I'm coming back aboard. Is that how you ran 25 marathons in a year, Kevin? <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how you did that. How does an athlete prepare for set your feet? Well, listen to this. He doesn't this, because it's never been done. Except for Ben LeCompte, Kevin. Spoiler alert. In 1988, swam across the Atlantic. What? He swam across the Atlantic. He said he would never do anything like that again, but he was out walking with his young son recently, and he said he saw so much plastic on the beach, and it disgusted him so much. He said, somebody needs to raise awareness of this, and I'm just the guy to do it. He so is he's 50, a dick. He's not a dick. He's uh. a very nice man. He is 51 years old now, by the way. He is the I, founder of ISIS. He's not the founder all. of ISIS. No, he's just trying to make the earth a safer, better place, a healthier place for all of us. He's but, the man who invented Booyah. That may be true. I don't know if that's true or not. Look, this guy isn't 25 doing this. Right. He's 51. Also, last time he did it, it didn't accomplish much. (laughs) That's an excellent point. So why is he going back to that? He said, I've never stopped swimming, running, or bicycling since my last swim. I've been doing a fair amount of cross-training activities in preparation, but the real training will be when I start the swim. The first two or three weeks are going to be important because my body's going to have to adapt to the new conditions and the environment. Doesn't he always call people Bubba? He might. I'm not sure about that. (laughs) Rough seas and storms. By the way, he says when he did this back in the 80s, he said he swam for five days in the Atlantic Ocean with a shark following him, fins circling. He also had several nasty things from jellyfish while he was on that trip. So who knows what's going to happen to him this time. But six months swimming across the ocean, you guys. And none of us have heard it. Yes, that's my point. This isn't like a guy who's going to the moon or a guy who's going to the North Pole. I mean, this is a guy who's doing it in a virtual vacuum. There's almost no articles on this guy. So 
I guess your point is well taken, Kevin, which is, is this effective at all? Maybe he needs a PR guy or something. Something, To get yeah. the message out there because if he's worried about the ocean, he's not making much progress. Right, exactly. Because it's a lot of time to commit to something if it makes no difference. Right. By the way, he's going to swim through Garbage Island, too. Oh, he is? Yeah. He's going to swim right through it. That sounds like a How, like a fun. It almost sounds like you could walk across it. <laughs> it does. Well, anyway, I feel like we owe it to him to at mm. least occasionally look it up and see how he's doing. How often, though? <laughs> how long do you say? Six months? Yeah, six months. So maybe the beginning of each month we just take a quick glance. And just see, because I think there is, uh, I'll check, but I think there is some sort of uh, some sort of tracker or something like that. I think he's, GPS. he's got a website. Yeah, exactly. So anyway... Man doing more than I'm doing, I guess, is, uh, oh. is, the, is, is the story there. Man doing more than all of us and accomplishing less. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> all right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Beach show, shall we? Well, I promise to try. But as far as successfully not being a dick, I can't absolutely guarantee it. Same. Uh, great news on the program today. Mm-hmm. We check in with Harvey Levin from TMZ like we do. Uh, NBA and NHL finals over the weekend happening. Steph Curry. I know, right? Right. Um, I can't take pictures, and that's a problem. Okay. Tom DeLong is back in the news. He's being praised for UFOs that are actually being taken seriously now. It does seem like that, is that possible that organization that he founded, where he's spending a lot of his time now, is actually legitimate and has actually empowered the release of UFO footage we have not seen before that some people say is getting dangerously close to proof. But then he went back to Angels and Airwaves? Yes, he's doing both. Okay. He's a multitasker. Uh, Fashion trends you don't get? Mm Mm-hmm. As you know. Long pants. Bean and I are pretty much fashionistas. Long pants. That's a trend I don't get. That doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Plus the return of Jim Rome on the program. Yes. We're excited about that. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean. K-U Rock K-R-O-Q. You guys ready for a little what's happening? Sure. What's happening? Is there happening... Is there things happening? <laughs> Kevin, I know you are generally suspect of big movie stars who save lives. Well, sometimes I feel like the PR gets out ahead of them, their PR mm-hmm. machine, mm-hmm. and perhaps things are overstated a bit to right. make their client look great. Right. Not always. Sometimes I get that feeling. Well, the story is, if it's true, and it seems to be verified, uh, not in the police report, they don't mention him, but in the taxi driver, Manuel Diaz, who was taking Benedict Cumberbatch around this weekend, Saturday night, they were heading to a nightclub in London, when through the car window, Benedict saw a cyclist, one of these uh, food delivery guys, being attacked in the streets by a couple of guys. What's, tried can to I just butt in? Yeah, sure. What's Benedict Cumberbatch doing at a nightclub? Doesn't he strike you as, like, the opposite of a guy that would go to a nightclub? He doesn't seem like a party animal, What's he dancing the night away? That's a really good point. (laughs) This whole story may be made up. So he, look, uh, let's see if we believe this or not. So Benedict Cumberbatch is him, okay? He sees through the taxi window these guys coming up and knocking a guy off of his bicycle, basically, and trying to steal it. The guy takes his helmet off, and one of the other guys hits him in the face. Wow. Now, if you're anyone, much less a big, uh, rich, pampered uh, movie star, do you leave the safety and security of your taxi and walk into a potentially dangerous situation like that? You know, we've talked about this a lot, and you always would like to think you would. Mm -hmm. But I don't 
know what the reality would be. Mm-hmm. Like, would you? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I think it's everyone's instinct to do something. Right. How many people act on it? I'm not sure. Like, this may be dumb, but I feel like if the woman, if it were a woman victim, I feel like I would absolutely jump out. But like, I could, dude, you don't care about dudes. Well, it's not that. I don't know. I mean, I know that doesn't make any sense because this dude was clearly outnumbered. I think there were like four men attacking him, so he didn't have much of a chance. Well, Benedict Cumberbatch decided he was going to help. So he said, stop the car. He jumped out. Took off his dancing shoes and put on his regular (laughs) shoes. He ran over. He pulled the men away. The taxi driver helped, too, by the way. He said, I had hold of one lad, Benedict another. He seemed to know exactly what he was doing. He was very brave. He did most of it, to be honest. They tried to hit him, but he defended himself, and he pushed them away. He wasn't injured. Then I think they recognized him as Benedict Cumberbatch, and they ran away. So, um, I mean, it sounds like this happened. He is uh, quite humble about the situation and says he couldn't just sit by and do nothing. He had to do something. So... Benedict Cumberbatch, you guys. I, th- real, I, real think, I, I think I'm going to err on the side of uh, believing him. I mean, he does seem like a super good dude. I think so. So, anyway, I don't know what I would have done, but congratulations, Benedict. So, uh, Celebrity romance, Pete Davidson, who is on Saturday Night Live, and no one knows why. I he mean, he's, he smiles. He does smile a lot, and he talks about being a drug addict a lot, but he right. doesn't seem to do a lot of characters. He doesn't seem to contribute much to the show, but for whatever reason, people seem to like him. He's got a new girlfriend, Ariana Grande, and uh, apparently, I don't know if this is a bad decision or not, but I feel like it might be. The relationship is fairly new. They're just a couple of months in. He got not one but two tattoos of Ariana Grande, at least related to her, last week. Two. Wow. Now, that's a bold move considering one is a ridiculous idea. Yes. One of them was her initials on his right thumb. Ariana Grande? Yes, Ariana Grande. We're talking about Kevin. So, I mean, I guess, you know, down the road, he can just say, I'm just fascinated with the Attorney General. I mean, he can make something I'm up. Sorry? If those, if the uh, AG, if they oh, break up. sure. He can, he can, but the other one that I really don't understand is he got artwork from her Dangerous Woman album on his neck. That's, mmm. That's not even just Ariana. That's one album that he got on, on his, his neck. Neck. Which this again, sounds effing shaky more than Cumber- <laughs> Cumberbatch. It doesn't sound like a great choice. No, I mean, look, I know some people are very loose with their tattoos. They don't care how many they have. I mean, Steve-O's perfect example is he'll put he'll put anything on his right. Body. But Pete Davidson's on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, it doesn't he has seem to like... think that it would affect maybe his future if he's getting a neck tattoo. I don't know. And you have to think. Look, I I'm crazy about this little little pigtailed girl right now, but, or ponytail I guess in Ariana's case, but it may not last forever, and then what am I doing? So, I don't know if he'll come to regret that or not. All right, real quick before we break, Solo, a Star Wars story, number one at the box office this week, and second week dropped 65%, you guys. It is on track to be by far the lowest of uh, the lowest box office of all the Star Wars movies. It's the 10th one. But you saw it. Ali saw it. You guys both loved it, Yeah, right? it was really good. So I don't know what's going on here. I was very much surprised and maybe shouldn't have been that there was no mention of the Force at well, all. Well, was it this pre-Force? It, I don't know. The Empire was there. Mm-hmm. And I know that Han Solo didn't wasn't a part of the Force. I know that. Mm-hmm. But did that impact your ability to enjoy it because the Force is what your favorite part of Star Wars I mean, is. I feel like it is the exceptional part of Star Wars. It's just right. an action film. 
without the Force. Right, and no I Jedis think. or anything like yeah. that. Right, This is all before all of that. So I was a little surprised by that. Well, I still want to see it. Uh, Deadpool 2 was number two. The new Shailene Woodley Adrift, which is uh, getting uh, lost in the ocean, I think. Number three, uh, Avengers Infinity War and Book Club rounds out the top five. Celebrity birthdays today. There are a bunch of them. Angelina Jolie, Oscar winner, 43 years old today. Russell Brand, same age. Our friend Robert Lord Taylor from Gotham celebrates a birthday today. Funny man Rob Hubel has a birthday today. Uh, Scott Wolf from Party of Five celebrating today. Bar Raffaella, you guys still in touch, Kevin? Sure. And Dr. Ruth, remember her? 90 today. Still in touch. Still talking about, you're in touch with Dr. Ruth, too. <laughs> that's what I'm She's saying. She's still talking about sex, too, at 90. God bless you, Dr. Ruth, and that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. It's the return of sports legend Jim Rome on the Kevin and Bean Show later on today. And we've got great news coming up in a few minutes, like we do on, ow, ow, like we do on Mondays. <laughs> First, though, <laughs> I'm a mess. <laughs> hey, Harvey Levin. Hey guys, are you having Jim Rome on later? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love the guy. So do we. We do he's, too. He, he is great. He, um, we're alums at the same school. Is that right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. I heard I heard about that on uh, the podcast you did with him. Yeah, I mean, the difference is uh, we both worked at the radio station at UCSB. The difference is I got fired and he was a star. Well, <laughs> and, he, I mean, and he went fired, on to a Hall of Fame broadcasting way, career. Good reason. What did you get fired for? Oh, it was the worst. Come on, Harvey. So, <laughs> I mean, you guys are too young to remember, but there was a... In 1969-70, we had three enormous riots at the university, at, at UCSB. Okay. And um, because it, it, it had to do with the Vietnam War, but the National Guard had come in and they were just beating up students. It was really terrible. Oh, so the Bank of America, somebody set it on fire, and the Bank of America burned down. And I was doing a radio show with some guy about from Norway about the environment. <laughs> Um, no, it's true. And then all of a sudden, somebody brings me a note in and says, the Bank of America in Isla Vista is burning down. The National Guard is tear gassing people. And I said, the Bank of America is burning down and the National Guard is tear gassing people. So anyway, Mr. Sven, so talk to me and about you went right uh, back global to warming. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. So I just kept going on the environment. And they're screaming at me, talk about the Bank of America. Yeah, and the Bank of America I on mean, fire. I, I have a checking account there, but I have no idea what to say about it. it being on and, fire is bad for the environment. Yeah, but, but, but I, Harvey, in your, in your defense, you're, a, you're 20, and it's not like you have a newsroom full of resources at your fingertips. You don't have any information off the top of your head, right? Here's the deal. I was a dumbass. Uh, we, were all, we still I are dumbasses. I should have. I should have vamped or done something. It was yes. stupid. And they anyway. fired you for that. I, I didn't oh, know you could get fired from college radio. I mean, it's like if I could, if I couldn't handle, you know, something that significant. Of course they should. Oh, Harvey, we're so well, we're all so lucky that we weren't put in that position when we just started out. <laughs> None of us would have done, handled that well. Is it, is it still painful for you when you drive by any Bank of America branch, Harvey? No, no. <laughs> he starts crying. Have a flashback. Well, listen, a bunch of great stuff up on the site, HarveyLevinTMZ.com, like we do on Mondays. And I have been fascinated with the Drake Pusha T feud since it was ignited a couple of weeks ago. And it's moving really fast. But you have a, a really interesting story about Drake's baby mama. Look. I guess it had been rumored for a long time that they had a child together. Pusha T kind of made it front page news. And it's I guess it's all but confirmed now with this interview that Sophie Broussard did with you, right? 
Well, I mean, I can't say it's confirmed, but it's. It, it, let me just kind of. I'll, I'll do it quickly. Okay. But and she had a baby in October. This is somebody that Drake had hooked up with, and initially he said, "This is absolutely not true. I am not the father. It's a lie. She's been with other guys." So he was adamant about it. Um, she then called him a deadbeat dad. And all of a sudden, it seemed like things shifted a little bit, and it got quiet until Pusha T did this album, this track, where he basically called him out for having a secret son and not supporting him. And it was something that Sophie had said, you know, right after the baby was born. It, was a, pretty, it was a pretty brutal rap. A totally brutal yeah. rap. So anyway, so we started doing some checking. And it turns out Drake has been supporting this kid. Now, they say they haven't yet done a DNA test, and it sounds weird to me because the kid was born in October, and he's already paying. But they say, well, you know, he's in one city, she's in another. It's you just, can't overcome that. Well, you can't <laughs> overcome it because then There's we no transportation that <laughs> that's available. She, she was posing on a private jet that he got for her during Christmas to fly her and the kid out to see him. Hmm. So if the argument was that he couldn't take a DNA test because they weren't in the same city, well, they were in the same city. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it sure looks like it's his kid. And he said, if it is, I'll take responsibility. But um, you're right. I mean, this thing just blew up last week. Sure. And, and according to your uh, reporting on TMZ, uh, he has spent... It's, it's not like he met him one time. He spent several times with the It sure feels like he thinks this is his kid. Now, right. they say that they haven't done a DNA test. But I'm wondering, if they haven't done a DNA test, why suddenly have they gone from absolutely not to supporting him and then flying the kid out? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that All right, and, and one quick sidebar story uh, on the uh, on the rap beef between Drake and Pusha T. It looks like the powers that be, Drake's mentor, Jay Prince, you report on the side, and also Kanye tweeted the same thing to Pusha T, which is, look, this beef's good for no one. It's got to it's gotta end. No, neither one of you are allowed to respond, right? I mean, isn't that essentially what's happening here? That's essentially what's happening. I don't really understand it, but I also don't pretend to understand the ins and outs here. But, you know, Drake took such an L on this thing. Right. For real. You would think. I mean, this reminds me. Uh, you know, it's so, it's so weird the way things change in this world. You know, you think back a year or so, the way Meek Mill took an L against Drake right. in a big way. And now Meek Mill is kind of a hero, and Drake's taken the L, and he's taken it against, you know, Pusha T. And it's just weird to me that Drake's going to say, oh, okay, he did his thing, I'll just shut up. That is, that is odd because, that's what Jay Prince did. because Pusha T really destroyed him. And oh. it's odd for them not to... Have an I don't know enough. What is it? So a, a, re, a retort. Yeah, yes. I mean, you would think that he would come back and say something, but maybe he really can't. And again, it looks like it's his kid. So you know, at a point, he's going to say something. Pusha T's going to come back. A lot of people say Pusha T's stock went way, way up as a result sure. of this. And as a matter of fact, at Kanye's listening party in Wyoming last week. Um, he was, the, you know, next to Kanye, the star of the place. I mean, yeah. everybody was coming up to push T. Well, it's been very entertaining, I will tell you, for just yeah, those yeah. of us as consumers. It's been very fun. <laughs> All right, TMZ airs throughout the day on Fox Channel 11. Don't forget TMZ Live, Monday through Friday at 4, same channel, Channel 11. TMZ Sports, Monday through Friday at midnight on Fox Sports 1. And don't forget, summertime's here, family coming to town, TMZ Tour. Get your tickets at TMZ.com. Harvey, good chat. We'll do it next time. Thank you. Say hi to Jim. We okay, will we'll do. Bye-bye. Thanks. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q.
Well, if you're into uh, sports, it's what a pretty a good weekend. week. What a great weekend. Pretty good week right now with yep. the NHL uh, Stanley Cup Final and the NBA Finals going on at the same time. Like, t- like we talked about last week, they've got to figure out a way to not have them on at the same time. But for now, that's what we've got. Yeah, unfortunately, Saturday night was the hockey game and Sunday was yeah. the NBA. I'm sorry, I said unfortunately. Fortunately, that's <laughs> the way it should happen. Right, it should be exactly. On different nights. But uh, remember how we were uh, harassing the Vegas Golden Knights because of their opening? Yeah. They're opening before the uh, game. Well, they, this is the first game in Washington. And they brought out Pat Sajak. I'm sorry, who? Pat Sajak. Uh, wheel of Fortune host. The Wheel of Fortune host. Did they spin a wheel to see if they're going to win or not? They, he did the introductions, and they did put their names on a board that looked like... <laughs> That, that looked like it was the Wheel of Fortune board. Did now, it? look, that sounds terrible. Was terrible. Okay. That was my question <laughs> is, did they pull it off, though, when you actually saw it? Was it actually kind of cool? I mean, no. How, did the, how did the crowd respond? Because in, in Vegas, they go insane for their pregame show that we all mock. How did the, right. how did the Capitals feel? Here's my feel? thing about that, though. Uh, Vegas is on an unbelievable run. You could put me up there and play a moment with, and they would just go crazy because it doesn't matter what they put out. They're just hyped. They're hyped on anything. And the Capitals fans are hyped, too, because it's their first trip to the Stanley Cup in 20 years. So stop trying to make a big production and get to the games, which have been unbelievable. So you don't think there should be any extravagant pregame shows? Uh, No. Okay. Because they... They're not as good as the game. Everybody lives through them so that the game will start. Yes, Dave. What's the tie-in between D.C. and the Wheel of Fortune? Uh, Pat Sajak is from there. Pat Sajak is is a season ticket holder, yeah. Yeah, and he's a big Capitals fan, right? Yes. Boo. So he comes out uh, on the ice and did a little introduction. You folks are going to hear some booing now because that's the tradition when you introduce the visiting team. No, no. (laughs) Everybody starts booing and he's like, no, that's not the point yet. Before you boo in earnest, I just want to say this playoff series so far has been just breathtaking. And we have enjoyed every minute of it. These are two great teams. All right. Agreed. Doesn't need to be said. Yeah. Right? So, here we go. Let's meet the starting lineups. First, (laughs) for the visiting Western Conference champion Vegas Golden Knights, the head coach is Gerard Gallant. The place is just on defense. Deafening. In his sixth season, number three, Brandon McNabb. Brandon McNabb. I'm booing. Yeah, he got the, he got the name wrong. I don't. Uh, I don't get booing the other team when they come out. I Dude, don't. It's get hockey. That. It's part I know, of hockey. But they do that in, in lots of sports. Yeah. and I don't get it. But that's where the good sportsmanship comes in. The, the, hey, we're glad we have a great competitor here. Let's no, uh, make it a no, fun game. Not so much. No way. Stop yeah, it, Pat sportsmanship, Sajak. you guys. Sportsmanship no. is after the after you either win or lose, then you show the sportsmanship during the the during the battle. You want to boo them. You want to boo absolutely them so during hard. the game. During the game, no, yes. when you introduce him as well, yes. where was uh, where was Vanna, Kevin? Vanna was not there. <laughs> Whoa, I don't know, but they did put the guys' names up in what looked like it was the set of yeah. uh, Wheel of Fortune. I don't know. Look, Vegas looking good now, right? No, yeah, no, no, they're not. Here's what I here's what I'm saying. Just cut back on that. Just cut back on it. Most, you most teams just do a quick hype video and they get it out there and they announce the teams and they just start playing and that's sure. the beauty of it. All right, before we move on, were you surprised that Las Vegas was only able to score one goal? Yes. That's it was, very rare for them. It, and it was a giveaway. It yeah. was the goalie made a mistake. The only reason they even scored one. So that was a pretty dominating uh, game by the Cowboys. Okay. So, now, uh, NBA. NBA. 
We the first two games were uh, were so good, right? Our first game was so good, yes. And Cleveland coulda and shoulda and didn't. So we were all super hyped for game two, which was last night. Dave, you watched it, yes. Your impressions first, and then we'll deal with Christine and her cartoon heat <laughs> for Steph Curry. And by the way, if you also hate Steph Curry, we want to hear from you at one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven because I will fight you. All right, Dave, tell us about the game. Uh, well, the game was pretty interesting for about three quarters. And that's before Steph just Steph went, went off. off. Like, yeah. he, he shot, what, he made three, uh, nine, nine three-pointers. Three and they just, the Cavs, poor LeBron, man, you know, working their little hearts out. With his wonky eye. <laughs> with his wonky, bloody eye. <laughs> yeah, thanks to Draymond Green. Uh, you know, couldn't get closer than five points. Every time they got to five points, boom, Steph hits a three, back to eight, and then another three, 11. Another three, 15, or 14, you know, and, and they no, just couldn't get close and enough. by the way, no range for Steph. No shooting oh, yeah. sometimes from almost half court. Here's a, a couple of highlights. Curry finds some room, gets off the three, got it. He knocks it down. Steph Curry with the shot clock expiring. Back to Curry, three-pointer, puts it in, and a foul. Curry way outside, another three. Steph Curry has set a finals record. His ninth three-pointer of the game. I mean, now he's setting records. <sighs> he makes it look so easy. It's like it's like you're playing a video game and he has the cheat code. <laughs> Christine, oh, yeah. he just, like he just is just going he's through max power. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Yes, it's ridiculous. And I and I don't know how anybody. And here's where we bring a sister producer, Christine, into the conversation, who is a super fan of the NBA. I don't know how anybody doesn't look at that with tremendous admiration. I. I'm going to just say I'm a hater. I don't care. I okay. I hate that team. I hate him. I hate Clay Thompson and his stupid face. Okay. I hate Draymond. I hate all of them. I hate Why? them. Why? I, look, I, I'm a Clipper fan my entire life. Well, don't put that on us. <laughs> I'm used to every finals rooting for a different team. Right. Every, my entire life. I've always rooted for some team mm-hmm. during the finals that's not my team. Right. Every year. I get rooting for... A great player. I used to hate LeBron. You can see his journey and be like, wow, you know, what an awesome evolution in a player. Agreed. Oh, so you've forgiven LeBron. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think he's really come around. I used to hate him, man. But after, I think, uh, his run in Miami, coming back to Cleveland, I feel like he had matured so much. And I really could look at that guy and be like, what a leader, right? Whether you like him or not. Right. Back in the day with the Lakers, man, did I hate the Lakers. But wow, every opportunity I had to go to Staples to see Kobe play, to see Kobe Bryant play, I would take every chance. Because wow, what an incredible player. Right. I cannot. Same thing with Kevin Durant? Oh, my God. I, it, I don't know what it is. I feel like he ruined the NBA. If he had stayed in Oklahoma City, I feel like he... He could have done it with with Russ. I think you they could have done like it. You feel like he ruined the NBA. I do because the Warriors are now. You go unbeatable. to a team. You take one of the elite players and you go to a team that was seventy three and three. What does that do? It it just it was such a a lame move to me. But I mean, I get it. You want rings. I can't complain about that. You're you're a, a competitive athlete. That's right. what you want to do. But it does make the league less interesting it in does. that there's so much less parity. That team is head and shoulders. It's an all star team. Yeah, but that's where the coaching comes in, you know, and D'Antoni with the Rockets, they had a chance. That was Chris, close, yeah. Chris Paul plays? Who knows? He has two games. They have two games to close it out. 
Who knows? Things could be different. We could looking at LeBron and and uh, James Harden finals. But look, I, I'm it, sure it, that there are a certain amount of sports fans who always hate any dynasty. When the Yankees were winning a bunch of World yeah. Series, everybody hated the Yankees. Look, in basketball, the Celtics went to ten finals in a row at one point. Yeah, <laughs> ten yeah. in a row and yeah. won nine of them. I'm yeah. sure everybody in the NBA, all other NBA cities, hated and them, rightfully right? so because they're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but Steph Curry is. What, I mean, is it something personal? Do you feel like he's too cocky or he's too showboaty? Or what is it about Steph Curry in particular? He's the best player on their team. That shimmy and- does drive me crazy. But the His thing dance? is, he's, he's so good. So I, I'm, it's, I'm a straight hater. I, I don't okay. have any excuse. So he's great, but you hate him. I do. Okay. And and more than anything, I hate Clay Thompson and his stupid, <laughs> color me bad, backstreet boys, <laughs> that freaking facial hair. <laughs> Not advocating violence, but I never understood the face. He has a face that I want to punch. Okay. I get okay. it now. I totally yeah. get that. Okay. So you're uh, you're all in on uh, the Cavaliers, right? <laughs> I'm all in on the Cavs, yes. Well, I have Go bad Cavs. news for you. <laughs> <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I don't watch the news because I'm a kid and it's too depressing. It's just too depressing. There's too much negativity and that's why on Mondays we bring you great news. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for great news today. Great news. I mean, doesn't Omar's theme song just make you feel good? Sure. I love it. Hey, it's uh, a toe tapper. Do the kids <laughs> say is- that anymore? I don't think they do, but we can bring it back. <laughs> Ali, uh, who created the feature, Great News, uh, didn't feel like coming in and giving us her Great News today. <laughs> but, uh, Dave, you're filling in for her. What do you got? Sure. All right. Let's go to the U.K., where Rubble the Cat just celebrated his 30th birthday, making him the oldest cat in the U.K. and possibly the world. I'm Dave, sorry. This is, that's Hold not on. how Great News works. Hold yes. On. Hold on. That's not, how, how that's not what Great, great News is, is about. That- a cat lived to be 30 years great old. News. A cat. Great news is about people that are inspirational and do things for other people that restores your faith in humanity. Well, That's what Michelle great news Heritage, is. Michelle Heritage, who owns a cat, has kept this cat for 30 years. That is an accomplishment. I remember when I was growing up, we didn't keep cats for 30 years. Somehow, they just magically disappeared. Look, if his and that's owner, why this Mich- is great news. If his owner, Michelle, had climbed into a volcano and rescued her cat after falling in, that would be great news. That would be somebody doing extro- something extraordinary for another creature. And the fact that the cat just lives for 30 years, is it does not qualify for this. Well, right. how does a cat... Uh, Plus, it's a cat. How does a cat celebrate his 30th birthday, you ask? <laughs> no one asked that. <laughs> With wow. his favorite cat treat. Oh, Oh, his oh, mic cut out. It's oh. an in and out. I don't know what's happening. Listen, but he's not the oldest cat in the world ever. That was Cream Puff, who was 38. Cream Puff was 38? 38. All right. All right. We're... One last thing, though. Shout out to the real best cats in the UK, uh, Bean and King, uh, Dave the King of Mexico. Boom. Yes, one of our All Kevin right. and Bean listeners does yeah. have cats named Bean and Dave the King of Mexico. That is true. Yeah, and that is my great news. 
Williams. Well, that was a fail. <laughs> um, I go to Avon, Indiana. Channel 13 there, the embassy affiliate to WTHR, had done a story recently about the local food bank being almost bare shelves, com- almost completely out of food, the Mary Lee Mayer Food Pantry. So the uh, community rallied to try to raise some money for the food bank, which is great when they saw that on the news because they know how important it was. And Avon Middle School North is a high school there that decided that they, junior high and high school, decided that they were going to raise some money as well. Well, one of the little students there named Brecken Hayes. Now, ordinarily, I would hate anyone named Brecken, but it's not really his fault. He seems like a good kid. (laughs) He has just graduated from seventh grade, and he said, you know what? I have been saving money for a new game console and games all school year long. I have $450. I'm going to donate all of it to the local food pantry. You see how that works, Dave? That's a person that's doing something that's very inspirational. It sounds like a kid who's going to regret his decision. (laughs) $450. By the way, that's a lot of money to me now. How much money is that? What? How old are you, Kevin, if you're in seventh grade? I don't know. What are you, like 12, 12 or something? 12, 12 maybe. 11, yeah. 12, yeah. $450. Yeah, that's a lot. Listen to little Brecken as he described how he made the decision to help out the food bank. I don't really need those stuff. Those are wants. Uh, people need food and water to live, and they don't have that. And I already have it, so I'm, I don't want to be greedy. So I just wanted to help them. The rest of the school, by the way, only raised another $550. So the total donation from the school was $1,000, and $450 of it was Little Brecken Hayes, who I predict good things for. That's uh, that's my great news. Uh, My great news happens at a uh, in Greensboro, North Carolina. A woman who owns a travel agency now was a student at that school a long, long time ago. She's a grandma now, and she has grandchildren that are at the same school. She owns a travel agency, and for Teacher Appreciation Day last week, she gave the entire staff $96,000 worth of vouchers to take Whoa. their families on a free vacation. Damn. She said, I appreciate teachers so much, and they do so much for the kids, and they have to spend their own money on supplies, and they get vacation, but they don't really have money to take a vacation. So she gave... Hardworking educators, $96,000 worth of travel. And just in time for summer vacation. She said, I'm excited to give it. Uh, I wish they had that kind of money to reward our staff because they work so hard. Here's the principal, Tracy Roof. I'm excited to give it. I wish, you know, I had that kind of money to, you know, reward our staff because they work so hard. And it's a hard job each and every day. And I'm glad to see that someone else sees the value in teaching. And it just made me feel really good. And it was just one of those moments you'll never, ever forget. So May 11th, Roof handed out 72 travel vouchers to her surprised and gleeful staff. And how old was the cat? (laughs) 30. (laughs) And that's Great news. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Michael Rotondo is back in the news. You guys know that name, Michael Rotondo? Uh, Fat ass that won't move out? Yes, he is the infamous 30-year-old freeloader. We talked about him a lot, as everyone did last week, when his parents had to take him to court after giving him six written notices to move out of their suburban Syracuse, New York home. Before he left on Friday, Kevin. He had to be out. The judge said he had to be out by noon Friday. Sweet. Before he left, as he was packing up to leave, he called 911 on his father. What? 
For what? Because his dad would not let him into the basement to search for his Legos. <laughs> now, he he claims that the Legos were for his eight-year-old son. Sure. And by the way... Wait, this, he has a son? He has an eight-year-old son who lives with the mother. What? How did this 30-year-old... What do you even call him? De- uh, deadbeat, I guess. Sure. How does he even have a kid? Have you seen him? Yeah, it's ridiculous. So he called the police on his 61-year-old father because he wanted to find the Lego in the basement. All right? The cops showed up. The Lego were found. And he finally packed up and moved around 9.30 a.m., about two and a half hours ahead of his court-ordered eviction deadline. All right. Inside Edition, who is the only news source I care about now, I love their reporting so much. (laughs) They have a play-by-play of Mr. Rotondo packing up and moving out, and I think you're all going to enjoy it. The 30-year-old deadbeat son has finally moved out of his parents' house. And just in time, he faced eviction today. Where are you headed? Uh... Michael Rotundo's mom and dad went to court to force him out. A judge ruled last week that he had to go. I'm granting the uh, eviction. Today was the court-ordered D-Day. A news crew found Rotondo packing his belongings. He also borrowed a truck from a distant cousin. By the way, it won't surprise you that he... Well, I guess a lot of us would have to buy a truck, borrow a truck if we don't have a truck. Sure. But it seems like everything in this guy's life has to come from somebody else. Yeah, because he's not working. He's not working at all. In fact, you'll hear where he's moving to and wait till you hear where the money for that came out. And moved all of his possessions to a storage facility. Notice the inspirational message on the boxes he bought from Lowe's. Never stop improving. He is hardly right? the never stop improving guy, by the way. Maybe he's not the poster child for that. Yes, he's the opposite of that. There were a few hiccups. After loading the truck, Rotundo's car wouldn't start. He needed a jump. <laughs> now, come on. <laughs> how, how sad is this kid's life? I love it. Court what a loser. to move out of his parents' house, and he's he's going to make a triumphant drive and probably flip off his parents as he goes, and he can't get the car started. He has to have somebody come over and give him a jump. Love it. He's moving to an Airbnb for a few days while he figures out a more permanent address. Okay, so he has no money. He's moving to the Airbnb, Kevin, with the $3,000 that Alex Jones gave him from InfoWars to appear on his show last week. Now, do you have the interview with Alex Jones? Do you know how that went? I don't. Because what is there to say to this guy other than you're a gigantic loser? I don't know. We need to find that, though. I would be very interested in that, too. I mean, Alex usually is a contrarian, so maybe he's somehow going to be happy about this guy or make this guy, I don't yeah, know. poster I, child for something? Yeah, I feel like he's on the guy's side. It's going to figure out some way to blame Obama. You'd have been doing great if it hadn't been for Obama. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> he's moving to an Airbnb, which uh, is not an inexpensive way to go, but he does have the money from Alex Jones. Then what happens after that? Meanwhile, this guy suddenly finds himself being labeled a deadbeat. Why? His name is Michael Rotundo also. Okay, so now Inside Edition. Oh, this is where they get magical. I'm not even kidding what I tell you. They found a different guy named Michael Rotondo. And it's not just to mention, they're actually going to interview him. (laughs) (laughs) Because as if he has anything to say about this story. And he's the same age. He also grew up in upstate New York. He has Uh, this advice. I would tell the other Michael Rotondo, find what you're passionate about. 
and pursue it as a career as quickly as you can. In a million years, if you were running a news organization, nope. would you ever say, nope, let's go What's the guy's the name? Guy? Find somebody else with the same name. Let's get him. How does that even make sense? I don't know, but Inside Edition is doing the Lord's work. First order of business, though, finding a place to live. Apparently, he is uh, Mr. Rotundo, the real one, is going to move into a distant cousin's house. Oh, man. And this gets even better. His distant cousin is named Anthony Masterpool. He lives in a house with his fiancée that is one block away from his parents' house. (laughs) He didn't even need to start the car. He could have just carried his stuff down the street. He's the best. He's going to be living one block away from his dad that he just called the police on because of a Lego. We'll keep you posted. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock K-R-O-Q. Here's a headline from the Washington Post. UFOs are suddenly a serious news story. You can thank the guy from Blink-182 for that. You wouldn't expect to see something like that in the Washington Post. No, you would not. Our friend Tom DeLong, who we've spoken with and about many times over the years, when he uh, found himself with a little bit of time on his hands, he decided that he was going to start something called the To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science and start spending his time and his money on his real-life first love, which is aliens. And by the way, this is Bean speaking, and I've said this many times in the past, I am going to be so ticked if I die and then the aliens show up the next day. How will you know that? I won't. Okay. I'm just saying. But I'm saying. I, you won't know if you died, and then they show up the next day. You'll be fine. All right. Let me put it another way. Okay. Then. I'm going to be so ticked if I die before the day that the aliens show up. Okay. Because that is something I really, really, really want to be here. We've been hearing about it our whole lives. We've seen grainy video all the, all the time. But Why never... is it always grainy? I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we can, we can ask Tom about that because we can find out more about what kinds of stuff he has been doing with his sources. Tom DeLong, formerly Blink-182, Angels and Airwaves. He is the genius behind the To The Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences. Hey, Tom, welcome back, sir. Good morning. It's always a pleasure to talk to you in the morning or in the afternoon. Right. It's pre-recorded. When I used to do stuff with Blink-182, and uh, Kevin and Bean are great, and they support me, yeah, space. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You and your advisory board, including physicists, aerospace experts, former Department of Defense officials, have been talking publicly about UFOs and arguing that the government has failed to fully investigate them. What's that about, Tom? The government failed us in many ways, Mm -hmm. but they've cut off our access to the world that is space beyond and the universe is so vast and aliens are real and it took a former guitar player to prove it to everybody told you ha now tom (laughs) how do you approach a department of defense official and tell him that you want him to be a part of your group Kicked him right in the chest. I see. Okay. <laughs> Why do you suppose... And I'm like, what, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> no one Why else do you is su- going to let you explore space. I'll let you explore space. I've got crazy amounts of money. But I made all the small things. <laughs> and I sold a bunch of records. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. And I just have all this money. And I was like, let's go to the rings of Saturn. And you wouldn't believe how hot chicks are in space. <laughs> I like, would be very surprised by that. Kevin, Kevin yes, yes. I met a girl with three boobs on the rings of Saturn. All right. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, there's no question you have the passion for it and you have the money for it. Why do you suppose the government has been so secretive about this? If they have information about aliens having visited us on Earth, why don't they just release that to the public? They don't trust us to handle that type of information. What would happen? Get our brain that's fragile. But what would happen? Would we riot? Probably. Okay. Because <laughs> I know I wouldn't. I, I feel like if they told us that there was an alien on Earth, I'd be fine. I'd like to. There s- could be mass chaos, I and see. everyone would go crazy and loot everything, and there'd be no water, and it'd be like Mad Max, and everybody fight, and then there'd be death and chaos. Or everything be okay. Who knows? (laughs) What about Kevin's question, which is why in the decades and decades and decades of UFO sightings, have we never had a clear, undisputed photo that we could all look at and agree was otherworldly? Well, my explanation of it, having talked to many engineers and physicists and people who are experts in the field, is that... Oftentimes, things outside of our universe can visit Earth, but they're not carbon-based life forms. So oftentimes, they wouldn't show up on film like something tethered to the Earth would. Or maybe it's all just because, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Asked and answered. Hey, wait, what's Chip laughing at? Uh, Chip, what are you laughing at? That's all. You're all all good. You're all good. She's very happy Shut with you. Shut your goddamn mouth. There's a strip club on Mars called the Pooner Eclipse. <laughs> and how is it? Oh, it's pretty awesome. The girls are nasty, man. But they only play Ramstein. They okay, only play Ramstein? They just got weird, yeah. That is played all over and over again. Too hot. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll see you there, Tom. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. This is the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Allie is out sick today. We're taking a look at what's happening right now on the Kevin and Bean Show. If you are into on-set drama, you got to read this article in Variety right now. They interviewed 31 people who worked on the set of the series Lethal Weapon. Uh, mm. Were you aware that there was a TV show called Lethal Weapon? Yes. <laughs> it's. I think it's... Read last year or two, right? Yes, it's been up for two years. It's already been renewed for a third season, but without Clayne Crawford, one of the great names in show business, he has been fired because of onset outbursts. But when you read this article, look, 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 I know it's impossible for any of us on the outside to know what goes on in the making of a TV show, and I'm sure it's extremely frustrating and difficult work, but lots of people are able to do it and not get into fights with each other. Yeah, true. Not scream at each other. And apparently the people who are behind the show uh, decided that Clayne Crawford was expendable because he was just too much trouble. He's been replaced with Sean William Scott, by the way. I think it's a great choice. Uh, there's a couple of pieces of audio that are a little tough to make out because there's, <laughs> so, much, there's so much swearing going on. There's so much <laughs> screaming. I think this first one is the, the boys are in the car. Clayne Crawford and Damon Wayans are in the car. They're buddy cops on the series based on the Mel Gibson movies, right? And they are right before they start filming the scene, they are screaming at each other. And you're going to have trouble figuring out any of these sentences. But check out this little piece of tape. You know, I've seen handle hits better than you did yesterday. Right? Suck I mean, that was the biggest move I think I've yeah, ever I'm seen. Yeah. You're the biggest crybaby I've ever met in my life. Yeah, I'm going to suck this I mean, how does it feel to only be in the game because you're Man, oh man, does nobody want to work in that environment. 
How does it feel to be only in the game because your effing brothers are in the game? He says to Damon Wayans, by the way. Man, oh man, that's yeah. Sucks. There's a lot of a lot of p word, a lot of d word, a lot of crybaby. So that's right before they film, which can't be great for making TV, no. right? Uh, and then there was another episode. I mean, there are several episodes detailed in this article in Variety. And Clayne Crawford defends himself by saying, look, uh, you know, I agree that sometimes I got I got angry. But, you know, there were a lot of people screwing up on the set. At one point, he complained that he had hit in the face with shrapnel, which never should have happened. And I'm not sure exactly what this scene is. But here's Crawford just furious at at least somebody on the set. What do you think I should do? <laughs> What's I don't know! Shut the f*** up! Gosh, damn it, Newman, they're right here! Get somebody in here with a walkie and shut them the f*** up! Or did we not pay for this place? If we did, shut them the f*** now, that's a, that's a scene they were shooting at a public pool, it looks like, and somebody had made noise on the set, and that was his reaction. And that's a Christian Bale moment. All right, now. Hey, t- it's <laughs> distracting having somebody walking up behind Bryce in the middle of the scene. Right? Give me a answer. What don't you get about it? Oh, good for you. <laughs> and how was it? I hope it was fucking good because it's useless now, isn't it? <laughs> So that's happening, right? So all of that is Clayne Crawford related. But then you go deeper into the article and you find just as many people saying just as bad of things about Damon Wayans, oh, no. by the way. You know, it's says- funny It's funny when people come in to promote shows, uh, every once in a while they'll be so excited because it's a fun working environment. Yes. And it sort of bums you out because you like to think that your favorite shows, everybody's getting along, but it's just not the case. Yes. I'm not going to give any names, but we had an actor or actress in in the last month here on the Kevin and Bean Show who was telling us nightmare stories about a very popular TV show that he or she had been involved in. And sometimes that's just what you deal with, right? So Damon Wayans, crew members say he's unbelievably difficult to work with him. He literally tells everyone every single day that he hates the show. He hates what he does every day. And listen to this. He had detailed instructions in his rider as an employee on the show. He must be given food every two and a half hours. Even if he's in the middle of a scene or doesn't want it at the moment, please make sure that Damon is aware that the food is there for him and where the food will be. An additional memo from his people said nap time is also a big, big thing for Damon. What is happening? Especially after lunch. After he's had his lunch, he'll want to be left alone until absolutely necessary. So I, again, I have no idea. I mean, these are people who are speaking on the record in Variety talking about the set. But, I mean, it's a miracle that it survived two seasons. And I'm sure they're going to be very happy to see Sean William Scott come in. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, and hopefully change things up on the new season. That guy. What, what, What would he need him for? Right. A lot of celebrity birthdays today. Real quick, Angelina Jolie, also Russell Brand, our friend Robert Lord Taylor, Taylor from Gotham, uh, Rob Hubel, Hubel, Noah Wiley. I mean, the list goes on and on. Bar Raffaele and Dr. Ruth as well. That's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Q. It's been way too long since we played this theme music. Oh, I'm so happy right now. I'm so happy, you guys. Radio legend, Jim Rohn. Yeah! Back on the Kevin and Bean Show, JimRome.com. Three hours of great sport talk radio from 9 till noon West Coast, plus new episodes every Tuesday of the Jim Rome Podcast on iTunes and Google Play. And, of course, you can watch them on the CBS Sports Network or listen to Jim on Sirius XM. Sir, welcome back. How are you? 
dudes. I can't say how much I miss that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Family, I am home. Sukasa es mi casa. <laughs> I am home. What's going on, Kevin Bean? How are you guys? We're, so happy, we're so happy to talk to you. Yeah, we missed you a lot. Too. And, of course, there's a lot in sports going on. But I want to start by uh, putting out a plug right now. If you've ever enjoyed Jim Rome on his show or ours or anywhere else you've encountered him, you know that he is National Radio Hall of Fame worthy, and he has been nominated this year to be in the National Radio Hall of Fame class of 2018, and this is a fan vote. So we are encouraging all of our listeners to do this very simple thing as soon as you can. You text 800 to 96000. Text the number 800 to 96000 or visit radiovote.com. And let's get Jim his rightful place inside the National Radio Hall of Fame. Did I get all that right, Jim? God, that was unbelievable. That was beautiful. <laughs> and, and can I add one thing? Sure, if sure. you hate Jim Rome uh-huh. and you think his show sucks, text the number 800 <laughs> to 96000. And you can also vote for me at radiovote.com. Guys, that is so nice of you. Thank you very, very much. I do appreciate it. It's, That's awesome. It's crazy that you're not already, not already in there. It's crazy. You know, I'm not in, not not so crazy like you guys are in. You tell me, how does it feel? You guys are in already. I mean. What it, does it feel like? It feels like we're imposters. Yes. That's what it feels absolutely. like. No. It does. You they, asked. Man. They never should have let us in if you're not in, Jim. That's what we're saying. All right. No. Let's move on. Here's the headline from Sports Illustrated. The Warriors have broken the Cavaliers' spirit. Look, I know Golden State was a runaway favorite in this series. We're not surprised to see the way it's playing out. Is there any way LeBron can come back from this, Jim? Listen, I want to be very clear about this, and it's going to take me like maybe one second to set this up, but I would never, ever say the finals are over after only two games. Not when Golden State really did not do anything other than what they were supposed to do. Hold serve, protect the home court, and especially not any series that has LeBron James. Arguably the best to ever do it, and currently at the height of his powers. No way. No way is this series over after only two games. Yes, it is. What? And it didn't and it didn't end last night either, by the way. Let me tell you when that series ended. It ended at the end of regulation in game one when George Hill missed that free throw that could have won it for the Cavs. And J.R. Smith forgot what the score was right. and tried to dribble out the clock. The game in the series ended right then in overtime. So, yes, as badly as I feel for LeBron oh, because man. he has to run with scrubs, it is over. Well, the thing Done. about LeBron being at the top of his powers is fine, but you've got three or four guys at the top of their powers on the Warriors, and you just can't do that by yourself. Exactly. And this is why I feel so badly for the guy. I mean, he's playing better than he's ever played. He's arguably, and depending on your point of view, as good as anybody who's ever done it. And he's out there killing himself, yep. wasting some of the best games of his entire life because of the slugs that he's got to run with. And they keep bringing him down. I mean, like the guy makes, quote, the right basketball play every single time he touches the ball. But the guys around him do not take advantage of it. And I'm getting frustrated watching it. I can only imagine how depressed this guy must be actually having to run the floor with these guys. Guys, Jim, you've been around sports for a long time, and you've talked to hundreds, thousands of athletes over the years. What was it like for J.R. Smith heading into that locker room, and how do they put something like that behind them so they can get back on being a team again? Well, the thing about J.R. Smith is it's really funny. He, right when it happened, he looked at LeBron James, and you could see him say, yeah, I thought we were winning. Yep. I thought we were winning. Yep. By the time he got to the locker room, so when you ask me what was it like for him to go back to the locker room, I'll tell you exactly what it was like. He was trying to figure out what story he was going to go with by the time he got back to the locker room. Because when reporters asked him about it, he said, oh, no, I knew exactly what the score was. I knew we were tied. Why would I do that? Only to change his story the next day as well. 
But then again, this is J.R. Smith. This is not the first time he's done it. It's not going to be the last time. Hell, he may do it again before the series is over. <laughs> but no, you don't. Can I tell you something? You don't come back from something like that. They, they are so overmatched and so overclassed, and they had a chance to steal that game and rip the home court, only to have this guy go brain dead. You do not come back from something like that. We were talking earlier this morning about how unbelievable Steph Curry was last night with the nine, you know, three the, the three pointers, and the, it just seems like Golden State is playing with their food. They're like a lion playing with their food, and they know they can turn it on whatever the Cavaliers throw up at them. They they know they can do that and more. It's almost not even a fair fight. Boy, dudes, it is good to be back on your show. You know that? I feel good to be home. The thing about Steph Curry is this series is going to go as long as they want it to go. I mean, these guys will play as long as they want to play. Golden State's going to have to decide, do we want to clinch there or do we want to clinch at home? Because if they show up and they're motivated and they're focused, there's no way Cleveland can play. I mean, look at Steph Curry. The guy had nine threes. He really wasn't even having that good of a game until he went off. I mean, he's made some really stupid shots, but what he did last night was ridiculous even for them. So the bottom Bottom line is Cleveland's best will never beat Golden State's best, and Cleveland's best probably doesn't even beat Golden State's average. But do they really want to clinch there in Cleveland, or would they rather just sort of show up, give the Cleveland Cavaliers a game, and then come back home and win it? Yeah, normally I would say don't mess with that. Right. Don't mess with that. I mean, take care of it. Go out there and handle your business. It doesn't matter where it happens, but they're good enough to mess with that if they want to. <laughs> I mean, literally, it, it comes down to Golden State. If you were to say to me, is Cleveland going to win a game, I would say to you, well, the scrubs for Cleveland play much better at home. You know exactly what you're going to get with LeBron, but it comes down to Golden State. If they're interested and they show up and they play 48 or near 48, this thing's over in four. But if they lose interest and they get bored again, I could see where they carry them to a fifth game. All right, last question for me, Jim, and that is, are dynasties good for the sport? In other words, should we look at this the way we did with the Lakers when they were winning it all, when the Celtics, when they were going every year? Is this uh, is this fun, or do we miss the parody and having different teams every year? Yeah, it comes up a lot now, right? Is this good or bad yeah. for the game? All I know is when the Lakers and the Celtics were beating the hell out of each other, that was awesome. Nobody ever said, man, this sucks. Man, this sucks. Yeah, These true. guys hate each other and they beat each other down. I wish they would stop doing this. Dynasties are good in all sports. And even if you don't like Golden State and you don't like their attitude, how can you watch last night and say that that was anything other than cool? Trust me, it's good. You have the best team going up against the best player of a generation. How is that a bad thing? But it's Lakers, good. but Lakers, Celtics, a lot of times they were pretty evenly matched. In this particular case, Golden State is not evenly matched with anybody. And that kind of sucks. Yeah, no. Well, again, we're talking about a team, though, that was in trouble. They were in trouble. Houston had them beat. Houston was up on them and nearly knocked them out. So uh, I wouldn't say that they're not – nobody's competitive with them, and it's a foregone conclusion. These guys were up against the ropes and on the verge of being knocked out. So maybe right now this series isn't competitive, but going forward, I think the East will have more to say about that. It's a good thing. JimRome.com for the radio show, also Sirius XM, also the CBS Sports Network if you want to watch the show and Jim's pretty haircut, and of course the Jim Rome podcast with uh, new episodes every Tuesday on iTunes and Google Play. One more plug for the National Radio Hall of Fame, Jim. What can, what can your fans do? You guys are the best. Thanks so much for that. You want to text the number 800-800-296-0000, or just go to RadioVote.com, look for me and the aforementioned lettuce on my my head. Look for my mug shot there. It's not hard to find, and I appreciate all the support. Kevin Bean, you guys are the best. Great to have you on again. You're welcome anytime, my friend. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, fellas. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. But is it real or is it uh, is it a joke? Is this the onion? What are we talking about? Oh, I think it's very real. Really? Yes, because that's what I think fashion fashion is whatever it wasn't last year. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. Different for the sake of difference. Yes, and so that they can sell whatever they're trying to sell. This shirt from Balenciaga, is that how you say it, Dave? Yes. Uh, is, a, is, a, is a shirt on top of a T-shirt, or I guess you can reverse it. Yeah, well, it's a T-shirt with a dress shirt stapled to it or sewn onto it. I guess it's Balenciaga. Right. And you could either wear the T-shirt with the shirt in front or wear the dress shirt with the T-shirt in the back as a cape. Boom. Okay. Now, but wait. Now, but here's, if you're, but wait, if let you're me worth, just finish the story completely. Okay. $1,200. No, sir. $1,200. You are incorrect. <laughs> is what they're charging for the shirt on a shirt. Untrue. That's true. No. <laughs> it's not, there's not an argument here. No, what I'm saying on is... That, what you're saying isn't true. You're right. You know what? You're right. It's $1,300. My bad. <laughs> Fake news. $1,300. <laughs> it must look, be good quality, though, right? Look, look. Why would anyone... <sighs> I know when you see things on a runway at a fashion show, a lot of times those people, those fashion designers, they're creating art like they would be creating a statue or they would be creating a painting. And they're not in any way meant for actual people to wear. Oh, I agree. When you you see people walking down and they're wearing something that looks like they got an ostrich on their head, it's not that they expect people are going (laughs) to run out and buy the ostrich hat. Yeah, I got that. It's that they are trying to make fashion. You know, they're trying. But this shirt, if you're telling me that this is real and it's a product that's being sold, Mm -hmm. they expect people to wear. Nobody wants to wear a T-shirt that has a shirt essentially stapled on front of it where you've just got it hanging off of you with the. With the shirt's arms in the way of your arms, it's just it's it's not only ugly, it's impractical. There's nothing right with it. Nothing. I mean, you can't you can't look at it in any way, front, back, upside down. Mm-hmm. It's just a horrible idea. Which, it's a shirt just laying on top of a t-shirt. Yes. Do we have a news report on this? Uh, we do. Yeah, and they're Here's making something. fun of it. Okay, so two for one is usually a good thing, but in this next story. Not so sure. Well, here is the newest item from high-end clothing brand Balenciaga. One of the items in their fall 2018 line is a T-shirt shirt. It looks a lot like a T-shirt attached to a collared shirt. And if you think that's weird, wait until you hear the price. The newest fashion trend will cost you 1245 bucks. I will accept your apology now, Bean. <laughs> <laughs> because it? they're wrong also. For that snazzy dapper shirt, you could I can only make $1, you $1, one for five. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, are those sleeves just hanging down? Yeah, it's like pinned or something. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're very expensive pins. It's very avant-garde, yeah, I'm sure. Okay. The creative director of Balenciaga, whose name I will not attempt to pronounce, <laughs> doesn't really care what you think, though, even if you absolutely hate the T-shirt shirt. He told Vogue that he actually likes it when people think his designs are ugly. Yeah, I, I think, think they go for that. Congrats. I think, yeah. I, I think that that is what they go for. They want the masses to say, are you crazy? 
I feel like that's the, and he's the doing whole his point. Job. The whole point of this is to get the name out there. I, I guess, assume is to so. make a splash. I think it's very interesting the definition of ugly. He said. I think it's also very interesting to find this line where ugly becomes beautiful, or when beautiful becomes ugly. That's a challenge I like. I think that's part of what fashion stands for, and I like that people think my clothes are ugly. I think it's a compliment. Same. Do you think he sold? <laughs> do you think he sold one of these shirts? I mean, I, you do have to wonder if anyone would have put that money down and got that shirt. M- uh-huh. Maybe as a joke, but if, but for a serious sale. Because no one would ever wear it. Ever. Ever. Unless, right. unless for comedy. $1,300, right. man. You just Oof. make your own if you were going to do it for comedy. Yeah, you just get exactly. a t-shirt and, t- and tap, you know, tack it onto another shirt. Makes no the- sense. We have the picture of this, by the way, in the story up at the Kevin Amin Facebook page if you want to check it out. So this kind of gets us into the topic of fashion trends that drive you crazy or that you don't understand. Like I saw uh, I saw a guy the other day. I was at the Taylor Swift uh, concert. Sure. And I uh, saw a guy who was walking around in a T-shirt, young guy, walking around in a T-shirt. And both of the shoulders of his T-shirt had been cut away. Just shoulders. Just the shoulders. But he still yeah. had the arm? Yep. Oh. Yeah, wearing a T-shirt with okay. the shoulders cut away so the shoulders were uh, out in the air. Did it look and like it was done by him or was it? Uh, no, it, it looked like way. it was a thing he bought. He bought it that way. And I, and I looked at that and I thought, why? What's the point? I mean, I feel That's like a there's a thing, hey, look at me thing. About yeah. This. I could beat that. At Coachella, I saw a guy with cut off pants, but... From his knee to the bottom of his feet, mm-hmm. the the bottom of the pants were still there. So half the pants were cut off, but the the bottoms were there, and his shorts were there. So he. Just, I don't understand what part got cut off then. So his leg, his his uh, upper leg, his shin, all his shin area. So only was, his was shin cut, was showing. Was showing, but he had but the, the bottom of the, of the pants at his feet and shorts cut off. See Why? that to me? Why? To me again, that's just hey, everybody, look at me. That's a one-time wear, right? Like, you don't of course. say those. <laughs> of course. I mean, I can't imagine that he, unless he got enough attention for it. That's the thing, is it's a mm-hmm. hey, look at me thing. Christine says that my uh, shoulderless T-shirt is a very trendy design for girls' shirts right now. And this was a dude that I saw wearing it. All right. So that's the mission here, you guys. We want to hear the fashion trend that you hate or that you just don't get at 1-800-520-1067. And I'll go way back and just tell you that I still am not down with the people, and they all insist on doing it, on leaving their stickers on their baseball caps. Oh, sure. I'm sorry. It's not new anymore. You you <laughs> bought it. Take your sticker off and wear it like a goddamn hat. So yeah. what's the fashion trend that's driving you crazy or you don't understand? Let's discuss. 1-800-520-1067. Your calls and texts, same number, next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Let's take one phone call talking about the fashion that you just don't get. It's Brooke in Huntington Beach. Hi, Brooke. Hi, how are you? We are good. Thank you for holding on and listening. Okay, so the worst one is another Kardashian faux pas with high heels and workout clothes. Yeah, what's that about? You know, it's terrible. It makes no sense. If you're wearing workout clothes, you should be wearing tennis shoes, closed-toed shoes not an outfit to go on a date night. I'm sorry, it's not. How do you feel about leggings as pants in general? I know a lot of people are, are not down with that. Yeah, that's a hard one because if you have a nice tunic, I could I could maybe accept it, you know, cover the butt. But for the most part, people are just wearing see-through leggings everywhere. So I don't hate it. 
<laughs> That's a different topic, though. I don't hate it. We understand that we are not fashionable people. Certainly not. We are the opposite of fashionable people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Balenciaga is a company, a high-end company, that is selling a T-shirt shirt, they're calling it. And it's going to cost you $1,300. And it's I mean, basically... It's a, it's a shirt on a T-shirt. That's all it is. Yeah, it's basically a long sleeve shirt that looks like it's stapled onto a T-shirt. I mean, it yeah. looks that janky. Not a thing. It, I'm saying it is a thing. Freddie writes in on the Kevin Bean Facebook page, It's not ugly. It's plain out stupid. F you, Balenciaga. Agreed. He's not wrong. Uh, going right back to your calls at 1-800-520-1067. Here's a couple of texts that we've received. Um, for instance, my number one fashion uh, 714 is uh, uh, guys who wear jeans and sandals. <laughs> Hates it. Uh, from the 310, tank tops for men, sweaty armpits hanging out. They don't protect your shoulders from the sun when you wear them outside. What's that about? And here's one from the 714. I don't understand how a grown-ass man could have pigtails. Hey, wait a minute. That's but hey. All right, let's get back to your calls and let's start with uh let's start with Linda. Long Beach Police Line 6 calling on the Kevin and Bean show. Fashion trends that you either hate or don't understand. That's the topic on the Kevin and Bean show. Hey Linda. Hi guys. Thank you for listening. Um, yes, definitely. Um so male rompers Rumpus for males. Right. <laughs> what? And then and then they want to wear a, mail, a bun on top of that. Stop uh, it now. Stop, I really stop thought, it now. I really thought we would be past man buns by now, but I do actually still see them. Yeah. It does. Oh, yeah. No, it seems like it would have gone, come and gone quickly, but I think it's helpful for guys with longer hair. I don't know. And they don't, and they don't want to be ponytail guys. Yeah, right. I guess. Uh, so but man bun is better. They do the pigtails. Right? Exactly. Thank you. By the way, Linda, I'm being reminded to tell you that they're not rompers. They're romp hymns. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you for being political. All right. Thank I'm you with Linda call. on that. Appreciate on the outrage that. there. Let's go to line seven, please. This is going to be Torrance. We'll say hi to James next. Hey, James. Hey, guys. How you doing? Long time listener. Big Thank fan. You. Thank you very much. Uh, the what? thing I don't get, and because of that, maybe that's why I hate it, are the high-waisted jeans that girls wear. I think it just really accentuates their fupa. And <laughs> it does. It's, it, it's actually really ugly if a girl has a couple extra inches or whatever. It's, it doesn't hide anything. And if they have a little bit of weight, they try and tuck it in. And, I mean, really, who are they, who are they kidding? Who are they trying to fool? Now, is the, is the, is the high-waisted jeans, is that, you know how everything comes around in fashion, everything from 20 years ago becomes fashionable again. Is that, they were big in the 80s, so it's kind of like time for them to kind of be back now and people are wearing them again, maybe? I guess, but let's just stick to, like, the bell bottoms. That was okay. I was okay with that. All right. Okay. Bell bottoms, yes. It is funny when you watch a show that's set in the 80s, like the Americans, for instance, how crazy some of the fashion was. Yeah, and I'm sure looks- whatever you're wearing today that looks awesome, people are going to be mocking in 25 <laughs> years as well. All right, James, thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Let's try uh, Let's try Vicky. She's line one. Vicky joins us from Irvine on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Vicky. Hi there. Hi. How are you? We are good. Thank you. What don't you get about fashion? I don't understand Ugg boots and short shorts on the summer day. I, it, it doesn't make sense. It's like those Ugg boots at the end of the day can be so sweaty and hot, and it just doesn't make sense. These are people who obviously care more about looking cute in their mind than being comfortable, right? 
It does not look cute. It just looks like I don't know a, it does, a snowman wearing the shorts. It does look <laughs> it does look foolish when you don't know how hot you are with your regular shoes. You can't imagine how hot they are with the Uggs. Exactly. Why do people do it? I hey, don't understand. Hey, look at me. Maybe. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. Taking your calls, dear Kevin and Bean. This email from Nary says, "I don't know why anyone would ever wear a Vegas Golden Knights jersey." <laughs> All right, let's Agreed. try. Uh, let's try Frank. Frank's on line four. He's calling us from L.A. Next on K Rock. Hey, Frank. Hey, how's it going? Good, thank you. Uh, what fashion uh, trend? Can- be- oh, sorry about that. No worries. I was calling on behalf of those uh, cutout jeans I came across. I thought at first it was a joke. And they're actually real. They're literally just the frame of a denim pant. Maybe the pockets are intact, and it's literally like the new fashion trend that's happening. Yes, we beer mug wore that at Weenie Roast, but we did it yes. in a mocking way because how can anyone wear that and be serious? Oh God! Even in an ironic way, he should still be fired. <laughs> <laughs> These I don't... people need to be rounded up and sent out to sea on a barge. They're awful. They're the most horrible <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Do we know where that got started? Did some celebrity wear that and then everybody yes. else just said, oh, I want to be like that? Yeah, yes, I it's so. also because of the Kardashians, just like every awful thing on this planet. It's caused by them. It was caused by Kendall Jenner. <laughs> Kendall Jenner. All right. Well, that explains so much. Uh, thank you for the call and thank you for the idea to fire beer mug. I like that very much. Um, by the way, uh, on the jeans tip, Elena from Westminster writes in from the 714, I hate jeans with way too many holes. With rips and tears, it's useless. What's the point? You see those everywhere. Yeah, that's I mean, a huge That's thing. mainstream. Yeah. That's mainstream. Yeah, that's yeah. not even like a weird, like tiny little fashion thing. I mean, I bet as many people wear the holy jeans as wear the regular jeans. All right, a couple more real fast. I don't get Alex line two. He's in L.A. Let's see if he's serious or if he's kidding. Hey, Alex. Hey, what's up, party people? Talking about uh, clothing trends you don't get. Yeah, uh, let me preface quickly by saying I'm not racist. <laughs> that being said, <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, I didn't get that trend. I, I still see it around with African American predominantly gentlemen wearing pink T-shirts. Um, just didn't get. It was almost like it was some sort of like status or. I don't know what they were saying with that. Like, I'm so masculine that look at me. I'm wearing a pink uh, T-shirt and trying to be, like, gangsta. I don't I don't get that. Uh, I can maybe- tell you that I, if that was a thing, I completely missed it. I'd never even heard of that. And it was only with African Americans. You didn't see that with re- with uh, the, 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 the rest of the populace? You know, I saw it. It, it was predominantly an urban thing. I can tell you that much. Huh. It, it was definitely not hmm. something you would see being sold at, you know... Uh, uh, I wonder if there was some sort of social like reason for it. You know, like the like right now there's this thing about wearing orange as a protest against gun violence. I wonder if there was some sort of thing that was going mm. on on black Twitter that we didn't know about mm. or something. I think you're giving them yeah, too much I credit. The memo on that, you know? <laughs> All right. I would have gladly joined them. I just would have liked to know. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. How about a heads up? <laughs> Thanks for the call, sir. Appreciate that. We just have time for one more. Let's go to line one. Make it Jeff in Torrance. We'll give him the final word on fashion trends you just don't get. Hey, Jeff. Hey guys, uh, long time listener, first time caller. Thank you, thank you. Um, so I don't understand what is going on with leaving your stickers on your baseball hats. Thank you. Your favorite sports team. Oh my goodness, it's not even that. It's their price tags, whatever comes on the thing. Just... What about the shirts? What about the jerseys where you keep it on? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I play hockey, so I wear jerseys. I take all that off. It looks ridiculous. Why do people wear that? <laughs> I mean, it seems like the first, the first thing you do when you get a new piece of clothing is take the price tag oh, off before you wear it. I don't think it's lazy, Jeff. I don't think they just don't want to do the work to take it off. They are actively leaving it on. I, well, I think it's I, a statement think... where they say, I want to look this way. Right, right. You're right. That's for all the followers. But how about how did it get started? Whoever initiated that guy was lazy as heck. You know? <laughs> you know? Or or maybe the idea is the the hat can be a year old, but if you still have the stickers and the price tag on it, people think it's a you know brand new fresh lid or something. Uh, whatever. I don't get it. You're lazy to me. I laugh. <laughs> I don't get it either. All right, Jeff. Thanks for the call. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K Rock K R O Q. It's time to right a wrong, you guys. It's time to make the world a better place. How are we doing that? Well, because there's a travesty going on, and we have something to do about it. Okay. It's a travesty of a mockery of a sham, of a mockery of a travesty of two mockeries of a sham. Well said. Jim Rome is not in the National Radio Hall of Fame, you guys. Yeah, that's dumb. Had him on the program earlier today. He informed us that voting is open right now. If you'd like to get him into the National Radio Hall of Fame, and you should, all you need to do is text the number 800 to 96000. Again, 800 to 96000, or you can vote online at radiovote.com. He's one of the all-time great, uh, not only sports broadcasters, but broadcasters in general. So make it happen. Let's do that for Jim, shall we? All right, time for what's happening. Allie's out sick today. She'll be back tomorrow, we hope. Demi Lovato. Yes. In trouble. Demi Lovato. That is correct. Sunday night, she was fielding questions from her fans on social media, doing a little Q&A. And she was asked what you might expect from her uh, relationship status. She says she is single but ready to settle down. Somebody actually asked Demi Lovato if she likes pasta, Kevin. What? Which is really the kind of question we usually ask people sure. when we're out of everything else. Shockingly, Debbie Lauder does not like pasta. So I don't know that I have time for her anyway. But one of her followers asked about the funniest prank she has ever pulled. And she opened up a can of worms with an immediate backlash against her. Uh-oh. She said that I, here's the quote from her tweet. I hired a lady of the night in Las Vegas and I sent her to Max, who's her bodyguard, sent her to Max's hotel room to surprise him. (laughs) She walked into his room without permission and grabbed him in his area and he freaked the F out. Ha, 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 ha. As you can imagine, a lot of people were not down with that. Right. Looking at it as, even though it was a joke between friends, they looked at it as a sexual harassment and assault. So several fans accused her of that and said it was very disrespectful to do to her friend and it was uh, legitimately an, a crappy thing to do. Hey, you hired someone to walk into someone's room and sexually assault him? Okay, girl. Uh, can we all understand in 2018 that a sexual assault against a man is not a normal thing and shouldn't be laughed about, another ad- added. So at first she was reluctant to admit it. She just said, uh, you know, everybody's overreacting. I could tweet about jelly beans and it would offend somebody. But eventually, That's true, she- by the way. It is true. Eventually, she did say she is sorry if anyone was offended, but she said, rest assured, she does not take sexual harassment lightly. Look at her own history where she has described in, you know, in the past that she has been a victim of that as well. But uh, she didn't. She just thought people would look at that and go, oh, that's a funny on the road prank. Right. Friend. And she I'm also sure... knows her security guard. Yes. And she knows his sense of humor. Yes. Yes. So let's not get too crazy. Yeah, I, uh, I'd i be willing to bet if you asked him, he would think it was funny. 
You know what I mean? But I understand where people are coming from, and I would sure. rather people err on the side of sexual harassment is not cool rather than just assume it is. So I think maybe it's a lesson that we've all learned. Uh, we spoke with Harvey Levin from TMZ.com about this earlier this morning, and it really does look like, due to many forces being involved, that the beef between Drake and Pusha T has been uh, has been closed, has yeah, ended early. Well, well, let's wait a minute. Where's our entertainment? I know, because we have enjoyed it so much with right. the way they have been doing these diss tracks back and forth about each other. But at this point, Pusha T has won. I don't know that Drake could ever come back from that. But let me tell you who has weighed in. Uh, first of all, Kanye West has weighed in. And Pusha T, of course, is in his stable, in the Good Music uh, record label. He <laughs> says, I've never been about, that's what his label is called, Good Music. Right. I've never been about beef. I'm about love. Lines were crossed and it's not good for anyone. So this is dead now. And Pusha T, by the way, seems to be doing whatever Kanye West says these days. Well, I assume you would. Yeah, I mean, that's his boss, right? right? right. I mean, Pusha T got rid of a bunch of tracks that he had already recorded for this new album and just put the ones on that Kanye wanted. He didn't want a seven-song album. He wanted more. Kanye said no. Pusha T had a completely different album cover in mind. Kanye West said, nope, this is the album cover you're going to get. Made him put that Whitney Houston bathroom album cover on, on Pusha T's record. So whatever Kanye says goes, I guess. So Kanye says it's dead. Meanwhile, Jay Prince, who is the head of uh, the head of uh, Drake's record label, says that he had given Drake a call and said that I don't want you to respond anymore to Pusha T. I call it a pig pen mentality. He's the CEO of Rap-A-Lot. He says, we're going to put this to bed because we can't get in the pig pen with pigs because pigs turn into hogs and hogs get slaughtered. That is not his character. We ain't worked this hard to cheat ourselves over nothing. So it looks like the bosses of both labels are coming out and saying to the rappers, no moss. That's less entertainment for us. I know. You were hoping for you were hoping for more. Yes. By the way, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to see any of it, Kevin. It was on the audience channel. I watched several of the acts on the Governor's Ball from New York. They were streaming it li- streaming it live. I did weekend. not see that. No. And Push T came out and did a bunch of songs off Daytona, including Infrared, by the way, which is one of the ones that kind of started this most recent beef about uh, Drake ghostwriting the songs. But twice during Pusha T's set, the crowd started chanting, F. Drake, F. Drake. Oh, wow. Uh, which he didn't have anything to do with. And both times he put his hand up. And he said, "Stop." He said, "I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that." Kanye so, says no. Kanye says no. So it does sound like he got the uh, got the message, and that he uh, that he was wow. he was on board with it. So, like you said, very disappointing to have that breakdown so quick. Hey, come on now, we enjoyed. We it. expect at least three from each. Couple of more uh, real quick stories that we haven't gotten to before we go. I don't like this at all. There's been nothing but bad news coming out around Stan Lee in recent months. Yeah. Didn't we hear not only was there some potential elder abuse, but we heard that he got uh, well, he got uh, accused of sexual harassment. That story came out, and then the elder abuse, and then didn't somebody rob him or somebody broke into his home or yep. something like that? But then it got really weird, and he came out and said, stop reporting all these things. I'm fine. No one is taking advantage of me. Well, and that was weird. According to the LAPD, Stan Lee was reportedly confronted by two armed gunmen outside of his home in Los Angeles, one of whom claimed that Stan owed him money. The LAPD says one of the men was arrested and had been at Lee's property earlier in the same week. Neighbors called the police when they saw the men pointing guns. And when they arrived shortly thereafter in patrol cars with a helicopter overhead, they forced the men to drop their weapons. They handcuffed them and took them away. Wow. Who's going up to 90-something-year-old Stan Lee and putting a gun in him? People who think they can get money, I assume. I guess. 
And uh, finally, in case you were one of the people who was excited about the Heather's TV reboot, that was a, a great movie back in the day with Winona Ryder and others, and we have been hearing that the Paramount Network was going to reboot it, and they were. They shot it, they put it on the schedule, and both times that they were scheduled to premiere it, they had to pull it because it happened to be right after another high school shooting. Oh, man. And it's a very dark show about very dark things that happen in high school. In fact, if I recall correctly, the uh, one of the plot lines in the movie was somebody trying to blow up the school. And they just have decided that they are not going to air it after all. They've just given up on trying to put it on the schedule. I mean, it's very difficult to find a week in America where you can debut a show like this that's not within a few days of a school shooting, unfortunately. So they have canceled the entire first season, and it will not be seen unless someone else decides that they want to pick it up. Wow. But uh, that's, uh, like, who knows? I, I don't know anything about the reboot. The movie was great. It certainly had potential there for a good series, but that's a very sad reason why nobody's going to be able to see it. Our friend Ted Stryker is celebrating his birthday today. He is the greatest. SNL's Horatio Sands has a birthday today. The great El DeBar is celebrating today. Funny man Rob Hubel, Noah Wiley, uh, Bruce Stern, Angelina Jolie, Russell Brand, and from Gotham, TV's Robin Lord Taylor, all celebrating today. And that's what's happening. Thank you, Allie. On your drive home today, listen to the commercial free. <laughs> 5 p.m. hour, a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. Psycho Mike is going to be here with Psycho Body because it is June, and people are going to try to be heading to the beach. And how are you going to get in shape? Not with this body, they're not. So we've got Psycho Body on tomorrow morning's show. Plus, Bean's been bringing it pretty hard, so we've got a new Mr. Bad Example. How dare you? On tomorrow morning's show. And we've got your tickets for Florence and the Machine at the Hollywood Bowl, and you qualify for a trip to see Life is Beautiful in downtown Las Vegas. Tomorrow morning on an all-new show. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.